When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, welcome into another episode of Unchained. This is the first one of the winter season, which means that I am here, Zolgad freezing my tuchus off, and Patrick Royce is in Fort Myers, all warm and comfortable. How are you, sir? The winter home of Royce Unchained, we refer to this. They used to always refer to it like the Dodger over Vero Beach. The winter home of the Los Angeles Dodgers and stuff like that, so on. This is the winter home of the Ricey Unchained, uh, and it's uh, been uh, gorgeous since we got here a few days ago. So so far, so none none of those cold fifty degree nights where oh, you got a poor baby. You got to worry about uh, walking around the complex at night because the alligators might not like it in the pool. They might come out and and happen to be standing there, and you stand on one of them, they might not take it well. So no, anyway. they they very well might not take it well. All right, explain that fiasco on Saturday to me that was uh that second half was horrible that a whole entire offensive effort i uh it, i think that uh i said this on twitter and then it got carried away but i i know we give zim a lot of heat about wanting to run the game just to protect his defense yep i think we found out again saturday he's trying to protect his offensive line too don't you oh absolutely yeah, yeah. that was a uh i believe the best way to put that was the two words ass whooping <laughs> yes it was wow i mean they had i looked it up they made 65 yards those last two drives when the game was over mm-hmm. and they finished with 147 and two first downs so they had five first downs and 80 yards with seven minutes to go in a game, something like that. Yes. Seven mi- yeah. That's, and, and by the way, they had seven first downs against the Packers, right? And that was the lowest total since 1971? Yes, I believe they that's correct. They tied it. They tied it three games later. Yes. They had seven again. Yes. What the hell? How's that possible? Uh, you know what? If you watch the game, you saw it, it's they just got their butts whipped in, in every way imaginable. They got their butts whipped. It it was embarrassing. And the uh, 49ers, uh, we you all, I think we all look back at the 49ers, uh, their dynasty. You know, they had a very good defense and all that stuff. But we looked at them as that. I don't want to use the word finesse team, but a, but a team that outsmarted you was wily. You know, they they had great offensive concepts and stuff right this is a real physical bunch you know and they're basically playing around their quarterback in my theory you know 
Mm-hmm. He was. They don't want him to. They don't not want him to have to win the game because he's he's very erratic. But you know what? Eleven for nineteen for however many yards. And uh, but they're going to run it and they're going to play defense. And they're, when they're healthy, we in the middle of the season when they're having some trouble, they were m- missing like four or five of their defensive guys. Yes, they're they're healthy now. They're uh, you know I saw them beat up the Packers. What was it? 37 to 8 uh, at uh, the Sunday night game. End of November. And I said, you know, because I was kind of in the camp that ah, they might be overrated. And I saw what they did that night physically. And I thought, uh, I think I told you guys last week, I thought they were really a cut above San and New Orleans. I didn't think they were that far above New Orleans. As you were right. Us. But that's a, that is a physical, uh, nasty football team. And uh, they got to the point, you know, I know everybody's mad at Kirk, but I think we got to the point where Kirk was ducking <laughs> when he, you know, about a second early, don't you think? Because he got tired of getting absolutely. He was under constant pressure. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was tired of getting absolutely rocked. And, uh, you know, we now, you know, okay, there's a lot of reasons Zim likes to run, but we found out when uh, Dalvin Cook gets what, 11 yards on 10 carries, uh, this offense isn't going to function. My favorite thing, Pat, though, was was before the game, people were saying, fire Zimmer, hire Stefanski. Stefanski's a genius. Yeah. After the game, we couldn't wait to kick Stefanski's butt. Oh, yeah, butt right, yeah. Well, the same thing with the, the, the gopher guy. Uh, he ended up uh, going to Penn State. And who needs him? And then they go and beat up Auburn, and yeah, well, we're glad we got rid of him. We're glad we we're, we're, you know what we, the, we got a great improvement. Uh, even though the guy had the best offense the Gophers have had in years, but get rid of him. Uh, and this was this was even worse. Get rid of Stefanski. Yep. But uh, I I don't think calling plays had anything to do with it. No, I, I, I talked to uh, I talked to Collar though on on Sunday night as he waited out his journey home on Sunday. And uh, what we both agreed is Zim got to a point where he was protecting his 17-point defeat. Yes. Don't you think? Oh, was, the fourth down was, and the fourth and long? Yes. And not? Yeah. Yes. What the hell are you punting He for? didn't want Philadelphia. He didn't you want know, that score again. You know, yeah, yeah, he didn't want, yeah, he didn't want it to be thirty-eight to ten or forty-one to ten, right? Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, that's for all the heat he's taking right now. That's that's a right. Why are you, why are you not going for it? I think Collar I, and you were both exactly right. I think he didn't want to see the Philadelphia score repeated, and it, in his mind, seventeen points and a complete debacle was better than. You know, take your pick. Twenty-four points, twenty-seven yes. points. Yeah. Well, he did it twice, right? He yes. basically punted twice. Yes. When okay, fourth and fifteen, you just got sacked. But there's no, no reason in God's green earth to punt. You have no. By the way, Zim. Somebody should explain Zim. This is an elimination game. There's, you know, the next game you play is an exhibition. It doesn't make any difference if you lose by forty. I think you guys are right. I think mm-hmm. you're exactly right. I, I think I do love this about pro sports, though. I think my favorite jobs as far as how quickly we turn on people are okay. offensive coordinators and third base coaches. Yeah, yeah. But we place a lot more blame on offensive coordinators. We do, but I'm just saying coach. the third base coach, oh, if he yeah. screws up, we're like, what's it's his a, name? He should be fired. Well, six years later, he's still – once you've once they've turned on you, yes. 
in that position, you're done. Yes. You know, once they've decided you're no good at it, uh, like waving Wendell Kim with the Cubs, right? Yes. I, I talked to I talked to uh my friend Pete Abram from uh the uh Red Sox and then I talked to Mark Gonzalez from the who covers the White Sox, you know. And because I was trying to write a piece on our uh, when our uh, crazy third base coach had his bad weekend, and I said, "Who's your Who's the most vilified third base coach by these two rabid fan bases?" And they both said, "Waving Wendell Kim. <laughs> <laughs> he coached third in both places, and they hated him in both towns." Yes, so, couldn't uh, he? Yeah. He didn't know when, when to wave guys, and now Stefanski's a moron because you got absolutely drilled by San Francisco. And yeah. to your point, had very little to do with play calling. Do you do you feel that uh, that uh, Collar is right, and that uh, you will see a much more wide open play calling in Cleveland than uh, we saw? That Stefanski was the, the, the Stefanski had to do this not to end up like D Filippo and get fired. And yes. And basically when D Filippo got fired it was because he wouldn't do what Zim told him to do. And Stefanski in order to keep his job was going to run on first and second down no matter what. So mm-hmm. I I think there's probably a case here, to be made there. I don't know. I haven't been around this guy. Is he a bright young man or here, what? What's here, the deal? We don't know, but this is okay, so this is my thing with Stefanski. We either loved him and said that he, he should have played Zim or now say good riddance. We have no idea because no. because I'll continue to say this. He worked for Gary Kubiak. Yes. Like this is this is yeah. if I go to work for you and you tell me you're going to write in the Roycey style, Judd, and I want my job and I say, OK, that's fine. But I like to get to the point quickly. I'm not going to get to the point quickly. No, if I'm writing no, in the Roycey style. Not, no, that's true. You know, and here's the, you know. You're, and, and by the way, who did Zim say was the greatest hire he ever made? It wasn't Kevin Stefanski. Correct. It was Gary Kubiak. Correct. So now, are they? Are, is this a disaster waiting to happen? Are they going to make Kubiak's kid the play caller? That's my guess. He's going to go from quarterback's does, coach. Does anybody think he's a bright young genius? I don't think it matters, to be honest. I think the old man's going to tell him exactly what to do. Mike's going to like it, and I don't think it's going to matter one bit. I think All right. Yeah. What is Zim's? He's got one year left, right? Uh, right now he does, yes. He is so you give, him a, you, you, you give him a one-year extension, right? That's all they're going to give him, right? Yeah, that's probably so right. Then, so then sure. he'll be working on a two-year deal, and then it'll be— and then if things don't go well, it's like Gardy. You know, the Twins gave Gardy two years knowing they were going to fire him after the next year, but mm-hmm. it was kind of a going-away present. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would think the Vikings are going to do it. I, I would be surprised. Now, they could come up with a phony two-year two year extension that looks like it's for three years, but he doesn't get paid the third year. The, the What's laughingly known as the Jim Wacker extension around here where they gave him a two-year extension, but the second year had no guaranteed money in it. And uh, that could, uh, you know, I, I think he's got one more year, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then they'll – Definitely. And if he – if he gets fired, he'll have enough of in his contract to get paid for one more year. Mm-hmm. He'll be his going away president. Of course, the great thing about the NFL is if you then take another job, they can deduct that for what they pay you. They Unlike Major League Baseball, where if they fire you, they got to pay you. So. Can't double dip. 
Not in the National no, Football League. Not, you can't oh, do they, that. They get away with. They won't allow it. But uh, it it was a it was an offensive effort for the ages that was just horrendous. It was unbelievable. But it I'm, was it was remindful of uh, trying to win playoff games with Gary Quazzo at quarterback back in the you know before they went and got Tarkington back here. Didn't they they show a graphic, Patrick, that there was one point, I believe it was in the second half, where they showed the fewest first downs by a team in a playoff game was six. And I think at that point the Vikings were at five, and then to your point, they got two more later. Oh, they went 27 minutes without a first down. (sighs) Yeah. 27 minutes? I know. Unbelievable. It's one of the the great clunkers of all time. And Zim could say, well, we only lost 27 to 10. But uh, it uh, it was pathetic. But I think it also shows you. Okay, you can go beat New Orleans. You can play your rear end off. You can come home happy, but you got to pl- climb on that plane and play six days later and fly out to the West Coast. Uh, you know, it's tough. It's you're, it's tough to bring your A game. Unfortunately for them, they brought their D game. Yep. But it's 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 a it's a, now is that the deal? If you're the sixth seed, you got to play on Saturday. Is I did not deal? realize that, and and that that was the only thing I thought was slightly unfair. Uh, that you don't get at least a week. Didn't off seem to bother Sunday. Tennessee though. No. <laughs> oh hell no, no, yeah. not a bit, not a bit. And and you know what? If you're the Vikings, then beat the Packers in the Monday night game, grab that fifth yes. seed, and make your life simpler. Mm-hmm. That is still. That Packer game is was still one of the most unexplainable games in Viking history to me. That that they could let that defense, you know, the, dominate them in, in that incredibly almost comical fashion. But at least Delvin Cook wasn't playing that game, right? right? You could and sort Thielen, of Thielen wasn't playing that game. You, you had all hands on deck. Hey, uh, what happened on the Thielen route that Sherman picked the ball off on? That was the supposedly he thing. cut it off. They said he cut, wasn't supposed to cut it off, but he did. All right, that's that's all I read. But, I mean, I uh, saw that too, but I'm not sure I'm buying what the heck happened there. No, but Zim was quick to call him out on it. <laughs> Zim wasn't he? Zim I tell you what, though, they're going to have more cap money than they know what to do with here, aren't they? You get, first of all, the cap money's going way up, right at fifteen, twenty million or something. Xavier Rhodes is gone. Trey Waynes is gone. Linvale Joseph is gone. Uh, Everson Griffin is gone. There, uh, you know, there's uh, when when those offense when those twenty eight year old offensive linemen hit the market. Mm-hmm. You can't wait till the second day. You can't. Well, you got to get mm-hmm. the number one guy. Mm-hmm. No matter, even if you're overpaying them by fifty million, you know, twenty five million guaranteed. You got to get a difference maker. They have an offensive line that does not have a standout on it. O'Neal might become one, you know, at least a guy who's, uh, you know, honorable mention Pro Bowl or some damn thing. But the rest, they don't have good, you know, they don't have, they don't have the two defensive tackles that, I mean, offensive tackles like New Orleans where you change your pass rush so you don't have to deal with them, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. I they mean, do. they don't they have do any studs. They they got an offensive line uh, that uh, just does not have. To me, the whole world of sports is based on difference makers, right? Yep. Do you have difference makers or not? That offensive line doesn't have one. 
And right? no, and their their guards now. If you put those, you know, big athletic defensive tackles against their guards, and Bradbury too as well, they're lost. You know, yeah. the pressure Bradbury's, on media. Bradbury's got a chance in a couple of years yeah. offline. I mean, Josh Klein. I don't blame him. He, you know, they brought him in and put him in a lineup, and he's not. You know, there was never a thought that he was a standout. And Alf Line, Alf Line has turned into a disappointment. But uh, and and the, you know, guards have become as important as tackles, don't you think? Maybe not as important, but damn near. Because, no, they're very close now. It's because way that different. that in your face pass rush bothers quarterbacks more than uh, the old blindside stuff is not the, right you know that's not the number one issue anymore right boy how far behind the curve though are is uh the nfc in quarterbacks because uh, we got we have one afc quarterback russell right russell belongs in the i mean no, yeah. Russell belongs in the AFC yeah, right. with Mahomes oh, and Lamar yeah. Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Right? I mean, Russell is Russell has take, took that collection of mutts he was playing with and had the the Packers reeling again. How about once, that? How about once that they let, Once they let him open up, once they let him, yep. once they basically said, Russell, draw something in the dirt and run around He's fantastic. He should, okay, Lamar is going to win it because he had a great year until he stuck it out Saturday. But this guy's the MVP. For what he did for a mediocre team, this guy is so damn good, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was incredible because he was the only reason. He was one guy going against the entire Packer team. The yes, only reason why they was, had a chance. It was. It was. It was, you know. Somebody compared him to Fran. Somebody said it was like Fran. Yeah, except Fran didn't. Fran had Doug Atkins chasing him. He didn't have that those two Smith guys oh. chasing him. You know, let's not mention Fran and Russell Wilson athletically in the same breath. Okay, that he was. God, he was good last night. I mean, he. He. I, I tell you what, if uh, if Rogers hadn't made that throw to. Uh, to Adams on the sideline, they would have won that game. Yeah, the I thought Seattle they were going to, Pat. Yeah, because they, I mean, those the Packers defensive guys were just sitting there with their hands on their hips, sucking wind, and they'd get surrounded with three or four guys, and he'd go. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. And the, what was that sound again? The, the throws he makes with his head up, he sees these guys when he's running for his life. I've always said that about him. When he when he, you know, unlike Teddy, yep. our guy Teddy, who hey, wasn't that good an athlete, Uh-oh. but Teddy, when he ran, was running away from guys. This guy's running away from guys, but he's looking for receivers, which is a fantastic talent. He throws the football like it's a basketball to me. Like yeah. he's looking he's looking like a point guard would. Oh, well, how about that little? Well, he had the one little shovel pass in the front, and then he had the one off to the side when yes. he had about four guys ready to kill him, and he just goes, whoop. Off to the side. Yeah, he must have been a point guard in basketball. He's uh, God, he was good. But yes, you you watch you watch Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and that Patrick group. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And then you watch Kirk, and you say to yourself, "You look like you're playing in an old timers league, Kirk." Yep. And the rest of you are playing where the sport is going. And by the way, Drew Brees looked like he was playing in an old timers game against the Vikings a week earlier. And Brady looks like he was playing in an old timers game. Yeah, they uh, 
The, I, I think we all, though, in advance kind of thought Ryan Tannehill versus Lamar Jackson was a mismatch, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we were all on that Ryan Tannehill bandwagon. Oh, we all, we all said you got no chance against Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. no, we... I'd like to have Derrick Henry on my team. <laughs> Nobody wants to tackle that SOB, man. Those guys, man, that and that guy will be done in what three years or something? Oh God, yeah, he'll and be absolutely be, beat up. But yeah, he's he's already been hurt, right? Missed some time in yeah. the past. But what a monster! Anyway, so how how much success do you think that the Vikings are going to have when they approach Zim and do what you just basically said, which is tell him Zim. You're coming back, but a bunch of your defensive favorites aren't. Because that I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Well, Linville, I mean, Linville didn't had a terrible year, didn't you think? I mean, they when he's there, they're not supposed to be able to run between your, you know, run run up the middle like everybody did. All the good teams did. He's got to go. Uh, you know, Everson Griffin. Now maybe Everson will come back if they'll they'll put the screws to him and pay him half of what they owe him. Maybe he comes back as a part time player. You know, uh, but Rhodes, I mean, he's he's got to be all in on Rhodes, right? Uh, letting Rhodes go. I you mean, he's, think he, he stopped playing. The only reason he started started playing him again the last two weeks was because Hughes was hurt. And Trey Waynes, he can't, you know, is somebody going to give him a lot of money? I think so. Really? I wouldn't, but based I think Based on somebody, what? Based on the fact of the position he plays, and he plays a lot. And based on the fact that those guys are, are hard to find. Now, I wouldn't be that guy. I wouldn't give him a lot, but I think somebody, it's one dumb team, right? How about so you think Spielman would bail and go to Cleveland? To, no, no, because him? no, because I believe the structure there is for the head coach to have as much or more more power than the GM. This guy? We don't even know what yeah, he's... I'm, I, it's Cleveland. Kevin Pat. Stefanski? Well, you know what? You know what? Kevin Stefanski is going to get power. I want to give you credit here. You pointed out on Twitter. So, so yesterday we all we immediately started to see that Shermer was going to go to Cleveland because he loves Stefanski so much. Yeah. And as you pointed out, and I think I did too, you really think a guy that got fired by Jimmy Haslam after two seasons is going to love Stefanski so much that he's going to go be Stefanski's OC? You're crazy. Yes, and by the way, and not call plays because one reason they're hiring Stefanski is to have him call plays, right? Uh, yeah, which by the way might not work either. Well, but. But Shermer, you know, he's not going to go anywhere where he's not going to call plays. But the other thing is, I couldn't find it, but I swear to God, a couple of years ago, I read something about Shermer ripping the hell out of uh, Haslam. So He probably did. When when another guy got fired, maybe when Hugh got fired or something. In fact, I I forgot, I think it was 2012, Patrick. Shermer's OC in Cleveland? Chili. Oh, really? Chili lasted one year with, I think that was. I oh, think because uh, Shermer got hired by the old administration. Correct. And then Haslam bought the team and got fired. Correct. And Shermer thought he'd signed on for a rebuilding project, and then they fired him. Yes, but he now, brought Shermer, Chili. Shermer's uh, record in this, uh, the Giants uh, uh, pretty much indicates that he's now going to be an assistant coach for the rest of his life. So. Mm-hmm. But you say he's going to Denver, it looks like? That's what, yeah. The, the report was, well, I, I guess... The Denver coach, Fangio, said a couple weeks ago that his OC was was safe, and then the report came out yesterday that he had immediately fired him and was going to hire <laughs> Sherman, which is another reason why I love this league. But, oh, yeah. yeah, they I think they saw Pat there. Well, and Pat wasn't going to come back here because he sure as hell wasn't going to work for Gary Kubiak no, either. God, no, God, Everyone's like, he's back. coming back to that. No, he's not. No, the only reason, he'd, the only reason way he would have come back is if uh... – if uh, Kubiak left, and by the way, right. 
Shermer's been fired enough. He's got to look at this situation and know that Zim's, you know, if if Zim doesn't, you know, Zim's going to have to have at least as good a year this year, and uh, you know, to to survive. And right now, the outlook isn't all that great. Yeah. Well, and Zim and Rick too. Yeah. After after 2020, well, I, hey, no I don't trust either. I don't trust these guys. I don't trust Ziggy. Uh, I don't. I I don't think those two guys are set. You know, and it could be two weeks from now. But I wouldn't be surprised. Really? If, uh, I. You know what? They were. They had the quick trigger. They had the quick trigger before they hired Zimmer, didn't they? They. You know they. They liked. Yeah. The, they had as quick a trigger on Chile as you could possibly have. Yeah, and then Les got well. Actually, Les Les survived third. Three and thirteen, got yeah. into the playoffs, then had a disappointing season, then got blown out by. But that was by Rick. He got yeah. blown out more by Rick than yes. the Wilfs. But I guess what I'm saying is these guys think that, you know, they put several hundred dollars into that new stadium. They figure they deserve a uh, championship, you know. So, <laughs> and they paid. I still think uh, yeah. the '84. I, I still think signing Cousins was as much deal as the as much of the Wolf's deal as a Wolf's deal as it was Spielman's. I I don't think Spielman went to beg them to sign Kirk Cousins. I think it was ownership. You think thinking, it was them? Yep. I think it was Interesting. them. I think they thought that uh, we're going to prove to these people how much we want to win. So did you see yeah, my yeah, hot true. thing? Did yeah. you see? I mentioned this to Wetmore yesterday, but did you see my hot thing on uh, Twitter yesterday? What was that? I probably did. Comparing the Twins' starting rotation to the Vikings' offensive line. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> two, two, uh, two very flawed groups, uh, and I, I and, and it has now caused it caused some discussion in the Twin Cities. And I think it's an important topic that we should continue to investigate, don't you? Well, what what Very should meaningful? <laughs> what should infuriate us more, and who should we call cheaper? Yeah, well, I think it's with the uh, Vikings. Of course, it's your distribution of money Correct. that you uh, that you have. A, your you aces know, the, make the too twins much. have the twins have ignored a very important era. I mean, uh, area, and uh, to a great degree, and the. Uh, the they they have addressed their pitching shortage, starting pitching shortage, with the same type of people, you know, Rich Hill and Homer Bailey, yes. that the Vikings have addressed their shortage in the offensive line with these veterans who are not real good, right? Yes, I mean it's yeah. very similar. It's very similar. Yeah. Now their excuse is they're spending all this money on. Uh, you think deep in their hearts they wish they hadn't uh, acceded to uh, to Zim's wish to bring Anthony to lobby with Anthony Barr not to sign with the Jets because what kind of year did he have? Pretty ordinary, didn't he? Yeah, he was, and, and that's the one I didn't get. That's the one I don't understand why when he left the building they didn't say we're going to allocate that money for elsewhere. Yep, and uh, they, yeah, I did. And but that that had to be all Zim. They had to give Zim his way on that one, right? Right. That's but that's my question now. Is I think be, is I think this Spielman, going to be different? Are we going to I tell think, Zim no? I think Spielman on that one was ready to. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Zim. Zim is now in a situation where he isn't given uh, he isn't given uh, orders to anybody. You know, he's now. He's now making requests. He is not making demands after this after this fiasco. That's my theory, right? 
Yeah. I, I don't I, think well, he's... I would hope that's no, the case. No, Zim, we, Zim, we did it your way this uh, this year. You uh, and, it, and your biggest... You know, you, there was three huge moments in the season. Green Bay at home. Yep. At New Orleans. At San Francisco. And your team showed up one out of three. That ain't good enough. Right. Well, and, and go, go back... To week two at Green Bay, where you were down twenty-one nothing, but had a chance to come back and win, and you couldn't do it. Or Kansas City, where you didn't face Mahomes, you faced Matt Moore, mm-hmm. because that that if you win, let's say two of those games, now your seed changes completely for the playoffs, and you're not having to go to San Francisco on Saturday. You know what I was sad about last night, though, that I wasn't a sports columnist in Houston. <laughs> How much fun oh, could God. you have? First oh. of all. You have to try to get Frank Reich on the telephone, right? You have to try. Is our to guy John McClain in Houston okay? Yeah, John, oh yeah, he'll, he's still down there. Well, I haven't looked up his stuff. He's yet. the Godfather of Houston football, oh, going back to the Oilers, so he oh, might yeah. not have taken this well. No, but he's a great guy. But I got to look up his stuff. I talked to him. What I was dealing with him on some other issue this year, and I talked to him. But uh, God, I forgot to look up his stuff. But I bet it was hilarious. But I mean, okay. Different franchise. Yep. But two worst playoff losses in history, right? Yeah, you're right. The uh, Warren Boone right. game in <laughs> Buffalo, and now this. Yeah. At, I, I saw the columnist they have, some fellow, I don't know him, Smith, uh, say O'Brien's got to go. I don't know. That, 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 that big punt Sunday was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Okay, they just scored a touchdown. It's twenty-four to seven. You've dominated the whole half. You have, and by the way, uh, five minutes ago, on fourth and one, you decided to kick a field goal instead of uh, go for another touchdown that would have made it twenty-eight zero. And now you're going to fake a punt. God Almighty, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Didn't the Oilers at least have the courtesy to melt down in the second half against Buffalo? Yes, yeah. That I was mean, the, these guys just got their leaves said, hey. In the second quarter, they gave up 28 points in the second quarter. You know, at least get me to the third quarter before you decide <laughs> to go on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that uh, nobody could believe, but this was, this was uh, astounding. Kansas City, very mediocre defensively. Mm-hmm. But when you get 51, I guess you don't have to worry about it, so. That was the damnedest thing, though, because I, I got up to the press box at the Wild Game, and I think it was, t- what, 24 nothing. It was 24-0. Yeah, 24-0. Well, said, it, it was 14-0 in two seconds because, first of all, they forgot to cover a receiver, at what, uh, and it was like a 70-yard touchdown pass right off the bat. Yep. And then they blocked the punt, three and out, and they blocked the punt, and it's 14-0 just like that. And Andy's on the sidelines, and everybody's tweeting. Hey, Andy Reid, he can't get a team ready for a playoff game, and and then it's uh, then they gave up fifty-one. Explain the Titans, though. That's the one that I need an explanation. Ryan, well, Tannehill. I can't believe what they did to Baltimore. I wasn't surprised they beat uh, beat New England by being physical, you know. Sure, but uh, to uh, to basically kick. Baltimore's ask is Baltimore is very good defensively. You know, this was a this was a physical team that not only had Lamar Jackson and an explosive offense, but they had to they had an outstanding defense. And uh to go in there and just send Henry at him and smash him again was uh, was very astounding. 
But I, I, mean, I, I can't yeah. explain it. I can't explain it. But I just love that the fact that the Vikings what pay Cousins eighty four million for three years, thinking this is this is finally going to be the guy. And the Titans signed Tannehill essentially it's off the street. Twenty from my, cents. Yeah, yeah, he's still getting paid by. And he's Miami. still playing. Still getting paid by Miami, and you know they screwed up the number one quarterback draft. Yes. by taking Mariani. Usually, when you do that. You're screwed, right? Yes, and, uh, and you should be. And now they get, well, we'll sign this Tannehill. He can't get a job. And finally, Mariana's so rotten at midseason, you switch quarterbacks. And, He's in for play uh, fakes now. Uh, yeah. I think Mar- yeah. Marcus was, was in for the jump pass by uh, that, that the Titans made. Yeah. That's about all he does now. It's, uh, it's astounding, though. But the year they went to the Super Bowl, it was kind of the same way. They were just kind of a mean, nasty team. Steve McNair was, a, you know, was, had been a good quarterback, but he was kind of on the downside. And uh, and they when they who did who I, I was there when they when they went to the Super Bowl. Who Rams was it the, the Ra- in Nashville? In Nashville, who they lost. They? they lost to the Rams in the Super in, Bowl, right? In the Su- in the Super Bowl, yeah, when the guy got tackled, he got on tackled. Like, line. Yeah, no, but I can't remember who they beat in Nashville. Oh, to go, okay, that's right. Game. Your old days of remember. going to the can, AFC yeah. title game correspondent for the Star Tribune. Yes, I went to all of them. Yeah, I got to hear uh, uh, Bill Poley and the high class Bill Poley and screaming obscenities when Richard Seymour got hurt. Stay down, you big baby. I'm very, very, very impressed with his classiness. Bill Polian or Ron Curran, the old Blues GM in a press box. Which yeah, one do you Curran take? Curran was funny. Oh, Curran was great. Curran was uh, funny. Uh, Polian was just you know, a jackass. But at least he came up. At least he invented a very successful new football league. Yeah, yeah. He's which out, he's which one of lasted the most pompous for asses of all time, Bill Polian. Which lasted for what? Two months. Yeah, Chili bailed on it. Chili, I, oh, I called smart. him up and I, I called him up and said, "What's going on?" He says, oh, "I just didn't think it was for me." He didn't tell me they got no chance. Chili was supposed to coach Atlanta, right? Yep. Yeah, he he quit before the start of training camp about a week. And he's now he training is, is he back on, on Nagy's uh, consultant on that staff? I with think the Bears he is. Now? Is that what he's doing Bears, now? Yeah. Chili's got a tree, man. Now that Stefanski's at Cleveland, he's got a tree, right? Yes. Chili's got a coaching tree. Yes, he does. Stefanski's his boy. He ain't, uh, you know, he ain't Zim's boy. He's got Tomlin. He's on the tree. Yep. Yeah. That didn't. That Tomlin short, went to Pittsburgh. It was a one-year tree, but that's that okay. That branch didn't have long to grow. Well, that, yeah. branch, that branch has been in Pittsburgh but a long I know time Chili now. Chili helped him get the job. Yeah. I mean, Chili didn't want to lose him, but he helped him get the job. Okay. Hey, if Tomlin had stayed, if Tomlin had stayed, Chili would have beat the Saints and gone to the Super Bowl. So, because his defense would have been better, right? <laughs> you could think that possibly. Yeah. Right. The, the, Chili, underrated. The answer to your AFC question, Jacksonville. You saw Tennessee beat Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, beat uh, beat uh, Tom Coughlin, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. That was a Jacksonville team that was like 14 and 2 or something like that. They were successful quickly. Jeff back Diamond then. was running the uh, Titans in. I remember going down on the field and. They like the media started walking out on the field back then, interviewing guys, and uh, Jeff Diamond was down there, very happy. He was running. He was the president of the. That's Titans right, yeah. right, because he got blown out here, right? Yeah, it's, By yeah the Vikings. The uh, Vikings. Danny stabbed him in the back and got you know he won the uh, NFL Executive of the Year award after '98. Yep. And Zimmy was at the bank, and and Danny was at the same dinner and did not even tell him congratulations. Really. Yeah, I love was, football uh, pettiness. And that was 
you know, Jeff Diamond, one of the greatest guys that ever lived. He yeah. he was not he was not looking for recognition, not doing anything anti Denny, but Denny was so paranoid about anybody else getting any credit that mm-hmm. he uh he did not like he did not like the idea that somebody would say, Oh, the executive of the year was uh was uh, Jeff Diamond? He must have had something to do with putting together this team, and Denny wanted all the credit. Football people paranoid never happens. I don't know what no, you're talking that's about. True. They are the most paranoid group of human beings in sports. I would have liked to been uh, in the uh, press box in uh, San Francisco if the Vikings group they they do they still sit in the press box? They probably don't. Huh? After you, I hope not, not. in candles, not in candlestick. Uh, whatever the hell the name of this Levi Stadium in Santa Clara Levi now. Stadium out in, way out of San basically Francisco. Basically, it's in halfway to L.A. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't. After they, you, they probably don't. After after you hey, sat in front of them they, in, in Giant Stadium, and then the game with me and Seifert in Miami in that godforsaken sort of baseball press box where you're like, what are you doing? This is awful. And Seifert's kicking your foot. Brzezinski's right behind us. I cared a lot. I know. Uh, But by the way, the 41 donut game was so bad. Seifert, the most responsible, best a sports beat guy I ever worked with yep. in my 50 years. Yep. Even he was cracking jokes. <laughs> he had the Waswasser Wanga joke. He says, look, he looks like they're throwing a dog to a Frisbee, faking and throwing a dog to the Frisbee down on the field when the, the pump fakes that Collins would get out to the right and Waswa would start running and then yep. he'd throw the ball in front of him. Hey, they deserved it that day. By that oh, point in time, donut, yeah. they deserved but, it. What would have Zim uh, uh, forty? It was thirty-four nothing at halftime. The Giants took it easy on. Yeah, yeah. But see, Zim, Zim, by not going for it on fourth down, didn't want the score to be too bad. No, no. Zim was. I think Collar and I think you were exactly right on that. I think yeah. Zim said, "I'm not giving. I'm not letting my defense give up more points. That's my baby. This offense is on Stefanski." But the uh, you know the weekend certainly uh, with uh, what Tennessee did and that Packer game last night and uh, you know Kansas City uh, more than anything we once again found out we watched the NFL. Yep. Right. I mean, uh, watching that Kansas City thing when it's twenty-four to nothing and you know it's over and it's going to be one of the most embarrassing losses in Kansas City history, and they end up getting fifty-one. It's uh, I guess it's why we. Uh, we're we're addicted to the NFL. Hey, explain the Gopher basketball, men's basketball team to me, if they you can. They got one fantastic player who's going to be in the lottery uh, next year when he goes, and he's going to be a top ten pick, I believe. Otur is great, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then then the rest of them, if they make some shots, they're okay. If they don't make shots, they're no good. And uh, you know, now I was talking to Mark Weber down here, who was a you know runs the things for the twins and uh big basketball guy and he can't figure out why everybody isn't doing what i would did which was double him and attack him at all times yeah and then if the gophers choose to make shots then you might they might uh, beat you but to put the pressure on calcier and uh, marcus Carr and those guys to actually make shots and don't let uh otura tear you up in the middle but uh that hasn't happened but the big look at the big 10 now uh Ohio State came in here. It was one of the great victories in our lifetimes, right? <laughs> the greatest victory ever. They're now one and four in a league. Yeah. They can't win a road game. Yeah. They're getting their ass kicked on the road everywhere. Yep. Uh, Purdue, 
They uh, Purdue beats the Gophers. They go down to Illinois, get 37 points or something, and then you're laughing at them. And last night they gave what? Michigan, or over the weekend they gave Michigan State 42 or something like that. I think the the modern basketball, Judd, is just, you know, if, if guys are, you know, the, it's just it's an in-and-out game. You throw it in or you drive it or you throw it back out. And if if your guys aren't making three-pointers, mm-hmm. you get beat. You get beat. And then the more they miss, the more pressure there is on them to make it, right? It's it's a completely erratic, uh, erratic uh, big – the Big Ten is – Supposed to be very strong, but boy, when these teams are bad, they are bad. And what was the stat through the first cycle of games that the Big Ten didn't have a road team that won, or they had one road oh, yeah. team that won? No, that? The, the first that the early December uh, thing yeah. where you play one home, one road. Yep. Uh, Michigan State was two and all because they won at Northwestern. They were the first road team. Northwestern was 0-2. They were the first road team to win. Everybody else was 1-1. One one. So the Gophers were tied for second and 13th. <laughs> so yeah. nobody wins on the road. It's it's funny. College basketball is uh, is like the last bastion of how road teams can never win, right? Yep. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's true. It's the last bastion. I mean, the NBA, it's, you know. The best team usually wins, whether it's home or road. I mean, it's still an advantage in the NBA, but it's not insurmountable. But hockey, football, baseball, it doesn't make that much difference right. anymore, whether you're at home or road. Oh, good. We got to we gotta get that home series in the ALCS or the ALDS. Well, if you're pitching stinks, it ain't going to help you any. You know, yeah, so. if you're starting Randy Dominic in game two, it doesn't yeah, really matter either way, does it? If you played it in uh, one place hey, or the other. Hey, Patrick, so what sport – has changed the most to the point where you don't like it now? Because baseball obviously has changed a lot, too, and time of games and, and that. Thing. What sports changed the most? Baseball has changed a lot, and I don't like the idea that that every pitch is treated like science and that, uh, that you got all the three-two counts because everybody's trying to make the perfect pitch. But – basketball by far i used to be a basketball nut i loved it i I hate the three-point game i hate i hate the idea that uh you're taking you i i always love the outside shooters but i don't want every jackass that puts on a uniform who can't shoot shooting threes because some analytical guy says well they're worth 50 percent more points and uh you know some nights josh okogie's gonna make a couple for the season, he's shooting twenty percent. I don't want him shooting. I want him to, you know, I I just I don't like the game. I okay, it's uh, you know, and whenever I write that or talk about it, I get okay, boomer. Uh, this is the modern modern uh, NBA. I agree, it's the modern NBA, and I don't like it. I can't stand to watch it. So, you know, I, so I basketball just, takes it for you. Oh, basketball by far. I used to. It used to be a close second to baseball for me. And, you were a uh, Wolf season ticket holder when they started. Yeah, did it, Augie and I, for a couple of years there. And uh, now it's, uh, you know, I like I like the grinding game they used to play better than this stupid game they play now. But, you know, what the, the it, it fits American society right now, though, because it's, it's a game run by the players, run by the stars. And, you know, they'd... they'd somebody makes a three they can cheer like they just saw a home run or something mm-hmm. so 
I, yeah, but I don't. I have no time for it. You know, I, I watch very little NBA now. And uh, although I got to admit that I've always been a clicker in the winter, you know, click right. to the wild to see if, you know, my rules on the wild. Yeah. If it's uh, if I click over and it's the end of the first period and it's a one goal game, I'll watch for five minutes until the end of the period. All right. And then if I click over and somebody's on a power play, I'll watch that. And then in the last, and then if I click over in the last five minutes and there's a two goal game, then I'll watch that. Even okay. though, because I know it's yep. the worst league in hockey. Two, two goal leads are awful. <laughs> worst, Nobody worst wants lead, to be up by two. Worst lead in hockey. So I got to watch that. But I have very specific rules. And in uh, the NBA, it's, you know, it's no joke that if it's a close game, it's the. Of course, you can't watch the last three minutes because they take 25 minutes. You know what else? basketball replay has become more annoying in basketball than any of the other sports too, because we go over there and Kenny Maurer and puts on his headset and acts like it's a big deal, whether there's 8.6 seconds left or 8.7 seconds. And then they triumphantly walk away and announce they're putting two tenths of a second back on the clock. Drives me nuts. I think you might be right, actually. Yeah, I think that that replay system because they're they're trying to figure out things that ultimately don't we don't care yeah, about. Yeah, and and you know possession of the ball, whether it was tipped by somebody's finger. Okay, the last minute of the game, we don't need it. Seven minutes into the second half, you, you know what that is? That's the baseball thing. Guy's spike comes off the bag. He gets tagged. He's out. That was never the, that was never the intention. Never, no, you're no. right. And I told you. That's uh, my rule for baseball replay. The umpires say, nope, too close. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. We're not overturning it. Too close. And, and you know, what the what the amazing thing about baseball is you got four fat asses crew in New York eating pizzas, and the umpires figured out so they get a new trip to New York every year to be the replay guys for a week. Yep. And last year when they needed them, they couldn't get a hold of them because they were all out you know, next door in the room having uh, New York pizza or some damn thing. Yeah, I it's, can't uh, blame them, but, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Anyway, baseball replay drives me crazy, but not nearly as bad as basketball because of what basketball is looking at. Yes. You know, they're looking at these, yes. these stupid little things, It's uh, and it prolongs the game. Everybody's Everybody's worried about the time of games in virtually every sport, and then they take these – well, we had another, we had another NFL one the other day last mm-hmm. night, right? Mm-hmm. We took the break because the thing, and then they must have been another five minutes when mm-hmm. they were trying to decide whether Jimmy Graham uh, landed on the line or not. And then, and then they came it, back and said, "It's not going to change. What view are you going to come well, up with?" And then, then they they announced it, and then they said, "Hold on a second again," and came back and said, "After more what documentation? More footage. Where, where did it? What's the, the, Zapruder, the Zapruder film? Like, by what's the, the way, more footage? By the way, you Jimmy Graham basher, what'd you think? Oh yeah, I still think he's now, that is so hard up. Poor Aaron Rodgers is for receivers. He's got Devontae Adams." Yep, and now he's got to throw to poor old Jimmy Graham, who could couldn't outrun me. No, but he'll make a clutch catch for you. 
uh, by uh, stealing it away from a defender because he's big and strong. I still want to know Who's where the more footage was. Who's their other tight end? Who's their other tight end? For the Packers, I have no idea. Do they have one? They've I'm always sure had they good do. tight I'm ends. Sure they now do. they got no tight ends I'm either. sure they do. It doesn't matter. How they're, bad's they're, it going to be uh They're going to lose to San Francisco. Sunday. Oh, yeah. They, it could be. They'll lose by two touchdowns at least. At least, yeah. They just, you know, they're uh, – and they got – they had about five guys dragged off the field last night too, right? <laughs> yeah, including the guy that I love. I love the NFL, and I talked about this the other day. Though the idea that we should have eighteen regular season games, God Almighty, every team is playing with, you know, eight guys that they don't want to play with, right? Now everybody. They're, now they're saying seventeen. Seventeen, but and it's then, still too many. Yeah. Well, you got to get to the finish line, you know. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, what? Uh, uh, so they're going to have seventeen. So who's at home then? Who gets the extra I, home game, or do we have seventeen know. neutrals? There we, we got seventeen games. Or something. Got seventeen know. games in Europe and Mexico City. I have no clue. I don't know what they're going to. Yeah. Hey, last thing. Um, there are reports, and I only say reports circulating. Cats coming back this week. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, that, I figured you'd goes, be excited. There goes the defense. They'll be crappy now. They're uh, now that he's coming back. Overrated. You got to play to be overrated. He's not. He doesn't play now. No, he's never missed a game with Tibbs. Never missed. A he's game. Su- he supposedly is recovered now, but now he's been sick, and so he's supposedly going to come back from his illness. Which I what, what did he catch it from Wiggins? I the one guy I'm happy for in this whole thing is Gorgie proved that he's one of their five or six best players and they make yeah. him sit there all the time because they got uh you know noah vonley and everybody else uh interest in with cat with wiggy interest in timberwolves right now near one of their all-time lows i would say in this market in this crowded sports market i'd agree nobody gives a damn i'd agree yeah you're exactly right I, I mean, because they, they, yeah. they know it's not going to. At least a year ago, they could be mad at Tibbs, right? Yeah. Now they got nobody to be mad at, so they, you know, and every game, yep. no game means anything. Yep. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, and you know, there's just too much else going on around here to give a damn. So. Yeah, which is the same because with the Wild taking a step backwards, they could have capitalized if they had the right formula too, but they don't. So you're right. No, they're you're not right. close. All right, uh, All we right. weren't we weren't too unchained tonight today, but uh, we'll we, be unchained next week. We when promise. you're down here, when you're down here in Florida, it's getting cloudy though. Oh I no, be yeah, the winter home it makes you yeah. tough. Getting cloudy, to be man. I'm, uh, I'm I'm very upset. All right. All right. Talk See to you. you later. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. 
And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. And don't forget, Bet Online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts.